the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm going to serve God no matter how raw my life has become, no matter how raw my circumstances are. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with Pastor Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth right from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Now here's Pastor Steve with today's Core Truth. Hey, today we're picking up in part two of Genesis 39. The entitled message is, When the Party's Over. And that's what happened to Joseph in Genesis 39. As you remember, his brothers hated him. Why? Because Jacob, his father, favored him over his ten older brothers. The Bible says that they hated him, that they hated him even more because he was favored by his dad. So they plotted within their own hearts a wicked plan to literally kill Joseph. But because of Reuben and Judah, they were able to spare him. But he got sold to Ishmaelite slave traders, and they told their father that a wild animal had eaten him. Well, as we pick up in Genesis 39, and we studied last time, he was sold to a wealthy Egyptian named Potiphar. And, you know, Joseph could have had a total chip on his shoulder. He could have said, I'm changing my name from Joseph to Eeyore. Because my life is so miserable. I went from being the favored son of a wealthy man to a slave in Egypt. And now I'm in a house of a wealthy Egyptian amongst many other slaves. But that's not what happened. The Bible says that he put his just his hand to the plow and he outworked all the other slaves in the house so much so that God's favor was so obvious on him that he was actually lifted up by the owner Potiphar there and made his personal servant and he put all the affairs of his life into Joseph's hand everything and the bible says that God blessed Potiphar the Egyptian because of Joseph and what a hard worker he was. Yes, for Joseph said, I'm going to serve God no matter how raw my life has become, no matter how raw my circumstances are. Notice again, it said in verse 2, we're told that he became successful. Verse 3 said God caused all that he did to prosper. Verse 4 said he became Potiphar's personal servant and in charge of his entire house, his cares, his finances, his buying and selling. Verse 6 said that all Potiphar worried about was what he was going to eat. Wow! That's my kind of job right there. <laughs> it's like I get up every day. What's on your list of things to do today? Well, I have to think about where I'm going to eat. Am I going to go to, you know, 
Chipotle for a cinder block size burrito? Or am I going to go to In-N-Out and get a 3 by 3 animal style with chopped chilies and whole grill? Hmm, I wonder what I'm going to do today. Maybe I'll just get the big double burger at, you know, Five Guys, you know, with jalapenos and hot sauce and, and bacon on it. I don't know, because all I have to worry about today is where I'm going to eat. You know, I went to this place called The Farm in Beverly Hills, and I got the BLT, and I said, I want you to put so much bacon on that thing that it squeals when I bite into it. And they did. <laughs> it's like, it was a beautiful thing. But anyway, and let's stop talking about food here for a, so I, a second. But that's all Potiphar thought about. All he had to do in his life was think about what I'm going to eat. I wonder what would happen to us if we simply lived our lives like Jacob lived his walking with great integrity, working hard and seeing God's hand of blessing in our life, you know. His one goal in life was to serve and please God in all that he did. Wow. You know, I was in the post office the other day buying stamps because uh, we're going to, you know, send out a little, you know, card here since we've got Easter coming up, just happy Resurrection Day. So I'm buying a bunch of stamps and, you know, we're, we have a lot of listeners on the radio. So I'm buying like 4,500 stamps. <laughs> it's like, so the gal is like looking all over the place trying to buy these stamps and we, it's all on a postcard. So they're cheaper, you know, instead of the, you know, typical higher price you get them for this bulk rate. And so anyway, I'm buying a ton of stamps. So anyway, the gal, looking everywhere. She goes, man, that's a lot of stamps. So she's digging around and she finally comes up with all of them. And she comes back. I said, man, you go, girl. You did good. She goes, yeah. She goes, man, I I, I broke in. I found the, the gold mine of them. So anyway, I get done with the whole purchase, everything, and I'm getting ready to leave. And she's like, well, thank you so much. I go, oh, well, we're not done yet. She goes, oh, well, what else do you need? You just bought all these stamps. I said, well, it's not what I need. It's what I want to share with you. And she said, well, what? And I said, There's a God in heaven that loves you. And I said, and the reason that he came to this earth to die on the cross for our sins is so that you and me, sinners, can be forgiven and we can go to heaven one day. She goes, wow. I so needed to hear that. And this post office was just north of us. And, you know, we're on La Cienega in Los Angeles, the busiest northern street of all of L.A., okay? It's the main thoroughfare that goes from LAX up to Hollywood. And so, anyway, it's like, I go, man, I'm at Core Church right down the street. She goes, yes, I go by that church all the time. I said, well, you've seen the sign. Now, you're getting a personal invitation. So, I'm inviting you to come. And she's just like, well, you know what? I think I will. And I was thinking to myself, you know, as I walked out, now I'm thinking, what's the chance of her coming? Well, she said that she's seen our church. She drives by it every day for work. I invited her personal. She said she would come. I'm thinking, well, that's at least a 50-50 chance of her coming. And then I thought to myself, but if I would have said nothing, what would be the chance of her coming? It would be zero. See, God wants us to be vocal about our faith. You'd think, well, oh, this person at my work, they would never listen about Jesus, or that person wouldn't listen. Well, how do you know? How do you know? What, what, what if you started praying for them? What if you heard they were going through a little bit of a hardship, and you wrote down a cool little verse out of the Psalms and said, hey, I was thinking of you this morning in my devotional time, and you handed it to them? You don't think that would soften their heart and maybe 
allow them to be a little more open? You know, Easter's coming up, and for all those in Southern California, you know, we're having big-time Easter services at our church. You need to start thinking about who you're going to invite to Easter. You're thinking, no, it's been COVID for a year. We're going to be forever in COVID. Oh, that's right. The president said we might be able to get there with people on 4th of July. Uh, no, excuse me. I was with people last 4th of July. Anyway, that's a whole other story. But anyway, it's like, People are more open than ever. COVID has put people into a place and position to where they are filled with fear and everything. God wants to take that fear out of people. Hey, listen, all people can say is no. Hey, what rhymes with yo and starts with in? No, I'm not going to go to church with you. But what if they say yes? What if they say yes? Yes, before we move on here, though, back in our study with Joseph here, did you notice what it said at the end of verse 6, though? It said, now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. Now, I just want to say something here. Usually the Bible doesn't tell us what people look like. You know, like we never have a description of Jesus. We never have a description of, oh, he was this tall and weighed this much or whatever. Of course, we see these pictures in the Catholic Church where Jesus' blonde streaks in his hair and a nice suntan look like he just came back from, you know, uh, Newport Beach or something surfing. But anyway, it's like, it's like we don't have any description except the Bible says that he had an appearance where we would not be attracted to him. So what does that tell you? It's not saying that he was ugly, but there was nothing about him that would attract you. You notice how every time you have a movie about Jesus, who's Jesus? Oh, he's the good-looking guy with the big blue eyes. You know, It's like, no, it's not like that. Jesus didn't want to be lifted up because he looked pretty. He wanted to be lifted up because of who he was. But every now and then in the Bible, like Esther... You know, it will actually say this person was extremely beautiful or whatever. Well, that's what we have here. Joseph was extremely handsome. Listen, in form and appearance. What's the form part? Oh, he was ripped. I mean, this guy had a great body, man. He was muscular. Give me some duct tape. I'm ripped, okay? It's like he probably had the six-pack hanging out the whole deal. See, a lot of guys, you know, we might have had a six-pack at one time, but then it's kind of turned into a case. And for some, well, it's a keg. But anyway, we won't get into that. But what it's saying here is Joseph, he could have been on the front cover of GQ magazine or Men's Health magazine. Man, it's just like you always got those guys with their shirt off and they're all ripped and everything. Well, that's what Joseph was. He was strong. He was chiseled in form, and his appearance was striking. You know, think about it. Joseph was a slave. Oh, but he's a good-looking slave. And now he's in charge of all the affairs of a wealthy Egyptian. He's living high on the hog, you could say. His life is actually better now than it's ever been. I'm sure he's had a nice closed budget. Look, he's making this, you know, guy tons of money because God's blessing him. I'm sure Potiphar's taking care of him. He's probably got a nice wing of the house that's all of his own. He's wearing nice clothes. I mean, he's not living out in the field in a tent with his dad anymore. Yes, everything was great. God had turned his entire life around for the better. And right when you think Joseph was thinking, God, you are so good. You have redeemed my life from the pit. Things take a huge turn for the worse. Let's think about what happened next. Verse 7 of chapter 39 of Genesis. And it came about after these events that his master's wife looked with desire at Joseph. Ooh, la, la. And she said, lie with me. 
Wow, <laughs> she doesn't beat around the bush here. Hey, man, let's go to the rack. But he refused, and he said to his master's wife, Behold, with me here my master does not concern himself with anything in the house, and he has put all that he owns in my charge. There is no one greater in the house than I, and he has withheld nothing from me except for you, because you are his wife. Hey, a little reminder, uh, lady, <laughs> you're his wife, okay? How then could I do this great evil and sin against God. As he spoke to Joseph, and she came, and she said to him, every day, and he did not listen to her. And she says, lie with me every day. Now it happened, verse 11, on one day he went into the house to do his work, and none of the men of the household were there. Oh, all the slaves were given off that day. And she caught him by the garment, saying, lie with me. And he left his garment in his hand, and he fled, and he went outside. Wow. Boy, right when you think it cannot get any worse, right after God has so graciously redeemed his life from the pit, the enemy strikes. Yes, Many times, listen up, it's right after God's blessings, right after the, the, his blessings where everything is going great and life is on cruise control. That's when serious trials can arise. We must never think that we're out of the woods. We must never think that it cannot get any worse, because as soon as we think that, look out. It might just get worse. There's only one time in life, listen, only one time in life when things will not have the potential to get worse. And that's when we leave this life for the next life. When we get home to heaven, that's when we'll have no more trials, no more hardship, no more sadness, no more difficult circumstances, no more sickness, no more death. But until we get to heaven, it's never going to be heaven on earth. It will only be heaven in heaven, and on earth there will always be the potential for trouble. Where did it all start? Well, it started back there in verse 6. Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. You know, she probably wouldn't have been attractive if he looked like a wildebeest, <laughs> okay? And what's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with him being handsome, except for this one small problem. There's a hussy loose in the house, and it's Potiphar's wife. Listen, why do we read all the text? Why do we go through all of this in the Scripture here at Core Church Los Angeles? Because we want you to grow in the expository teaching of God's Word. Listen, there's no way that we can grow unless we study the Scripture in its entirety, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You mean the ugly in the Scripture? No, the ugly in us. Because if you study the Scripture, it'll point out the ugly in us. And that's why we go through the whole Scripture. Let me ask you just a serious question. Are you growing in your relationship with God? Are you maturing? Look, we've been in this hiatus funky funk here for the last year with this COVID thing. And some states have opened up, but I'm in California, and we're not opened up because, you know, we want to have to uh, wear double masks now and everything else. And, you know, we're in bondage here. We're in chains here in California, and maybe you are too where you're at. But the point is this. Are you growing in your relationship with Christ? If not, I would encourage you to check us out and watch our live stream services on Sunday. You can go to the App Store and free 
uh, download on your phone or your tablet our app. And it has where you can watch us live stream. It has recent messages, and they're all video. There's hundreds of video messages on there with the full worship so that you can grow. And you'll notice when you scroll through our recent messages, we're going through the book of Genesis. So you can catch it all the way back to you know, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, and you can watch and go through every ounce of Scripture. You know, on how, no, we didn't come from evolution. Your great-great-grandfather's not a chimpanzee. No, he's not a orangutan either. You were made in the image of God. God created us, and he created this earth. We didn't form from some explosion like NASA says 13.7 billion years ago. It's ridiculous. God created us. He put the ring around Saturn. There's 100 billion galaxies with 100 billion stars in each one, and he made every single one of them. He is our creator. And you can go back and look at those messages and, and see and understand why the Bible is worth believing and why what man has said is not. That's why it says in Proverbs 4, 14, 12. There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. But I encourage you to check us out, and you can watch our live stream services. We have an 8.30 a.m. service, a 10.30 a.m. service, and a 6.30 p.m. service. And for all of you that listen to us on the East Coast, on our East Coast stations, I encourage you to watch us. Now, you're three hours ahead. We're Pacific time, so you got to add three hours of those. And all those that are in Southern California, listen, you know, I encourage you to watch live stream, but why don't you just get in your car and drive? I mean, there's no traffic early in the morning. It's like most people don't want to go to LA, but why don't you come for the right reason to go to church, to grow and to blossom in your relationship with God? That's why the Bible says, don't forsake the assembling of the brethren. But you can check us out at corechurchla.com. O-R-G. That's corechurchla.org. Remember, get that free download. But anyway, moving on here, we got a hussy on the loose in the house, and it's Potiphar's wife. Yes, Miss Potiphar was looking for love in all the wrong places. Maybe her husband was consumed with work and wasn't paying enough attention to her. Maybe she was young and only married for security, and Mr. Potiphar, well, maybe he was an old goat. You know, I was driving in my in my Jeep, and I was up on 3rd Street in L.A., and I, I come uh, right next to this uh, uh, Bentley. And, you know, Bentleys have, you know, killer interiors. And so uh, I was, you know, my my uh, driver's uh, window was lined up with the back seat of this Bentley, and it was a convertible. And so I was checking out the interior. I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. And the guy that was driving, man, he was old. I mean, this guy was old. He was like 90 going on 120. Man, this guy was an old goat. Anyway, but next to him was this really young blonde girl, like maybe 22, 23 years old. I'm thinking, well, that's probably his great-granddaughter or something, you know. So then the guy, the guy in front of me pulled up a little bit more. So I pulled up. Now I'm even with the driver of the Bentley. Oh, he's got his hand on the thigh of this young 22-year-old girl. And I'm thinking, oh, no, that is not his great-granddaughter. Oh, my goodness. She's in it for the money because this guy was old. But anyway, maybe that was the case with Potiphar. Maybe he was old and, you know, just out of go juice. Who knows, you know. But whatever the case, when you look for love in all the wrong places, you're pretty much guaranteed to not find a love that's going to last. I wonder if you figured that out yet, or are you still chasing the same old lusts that have never satisfied you in the past, looking for passion, looking for that missing piece? Well, we could all learn a good lesson here from Joseph today, because with all that's been 
going on in his life, all that he's been through, being abandoned by those who supposedly were supposed to love him, his own brothers, selling him as a slave. Joseph learned firsthand that God is the only one who will never, ever leave or forsake him. So he said to Miss Potiphar, how could I do this great evil and sin against God? Notice he didn't say, and sin against your husband. No, and sin against God. See, when we sin, sure, we sin against the people that are around us, but ultimately we sin against God. And so Joseph said, hey, no can do, lady, not going to happen. I'm not sleeping with you. Yet that went in one ear and out the other of this loose woman here. So she came to him daily, it says, verse 7, lie with me, verse 10, have sex with me day after day, verse 12, again, lie with me as she tears his garment off. Yes, she was bold. She was determined to get Joseph into the rack, yet It's amazing how brazen and callous we can become when we allow sin to reign in our lives. Let me ask you that are listening on the radio right now, is there something in your life that's been eating away at your moral character, your integrity? You know it's wrong. Yet how long will you continue to live within that compromise before you rise up and become the man or the woman that God has desired you to be? Well, Miss Potiphar continued to pursue Joseph, and one day she sends all the other slaves home. With an empty house, she grabbed Joseph by his garment and ripped it off. I bet Miss Potiphar was an extremely attractive woman. She probably soaked in Victoria's Secret bath gel the whole morning. She could have been naked when she grabbed Joseph. Know this, it wasn't easy for Joseph. You know, how could it be easy for him? It wouldn't have been easy for us. He was young. He was strong. He was good looking. He was full of testosterone. He was filled with hormones, just like you and me. This was an overwhelming temptation to say the least, as I'm sure she was whispering in his ear. Nobody will ever know, lover boy. What happens in Potiphar land will stay in Potiphar land. <laughs> it's like what we say today. Hey, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Right. Understand, there was no easy way out for Joseph. And Joseph did what we all need to do when we're over our heads in sin. He ran. He didn't stop. Yes, God, this is the time of prayer. Let me pray as this naked lady is standing in front of me, and she ripped my clothes off, and I'm naked. So let's all just have a prayer meeting. No, there's no time for a prayer meeting right now. He's got to run. Get out of there. Move right now. I think there's times that we're watching things on the computer or this or that or pulling up in front of a liquor store or this or that, whatever the case may be. You know what your weakness is. And you're sitting there like, oh, God, just help me. Don't don't let me go into the liquor store. Don't let me keep watching this on the computer. Don't you know, it's like, no, run, move, get out of there, turn off the computer, turn the car around, move. You have to run. And by the way, for all you Bible students out there. You know, all you that want to, you know, grow in your relationship with God and you're really into details. This is the first time recorded in all the scripture that streaking happened. (laughs) And Joseph ran naked out of there. He's gone. You know, he probably would have fallen if he wouldn't have ran. There was no time to do anything else but run. Let me ask you, what do you do when your back is up against the wall? Do you look for the 
in between? Do you look for the compromise, the happy medium? I wonder if there's anyone going down a wrong path right now. Maybe you need to get right with the Lord. Maybe you need to say, oh, God, I I just need to get right with you. There's so many times, Lord, I should have ran and I didn't. I didn't run, Lord, and I'm guilty. And if that's you, what better time to get right with God than right now? But, Pastor, you don't know what I've done. You don't know how many times I've done it. doesn't matter. I just know God's compassionate. I know that he's loving, and I know that if you're serious right now and you want to get right with God, he'll hear your prayer because that's what God does. He's merciful. He's compassionate. And if you want to get right with the Lord, you pray this right now. Mean it in your heart, and God will hear you. Pray this now. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Oh, I believe you died for me, yes, that you rose again. Lord, fill my heart once again. Fill me inside. Take my life. Lord, cleanse me of all my righteous, of my unrighteous deeds. God, be with me. Be my Lord. Be my God. Be my Savior. And be my friend. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible says, if any man or woman be in Christ, they become a new creature. Old things are passed away. Everything becomes new. Listen, we have these Bibles that have about 50 pages on how to walk with God. And I want to send one of those to you. Like, you, you have a Bible. You could have 10 Bibles. But do you, do you have, like, the formula of, like, really, here's some things you could do to help walk with God? You can email me at Bible at com. Email me your name and your address, and I'll mail you one. Or you can call me at 323-807-3255. That's 323 807 And may the Lord God bless you. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app available on iOS and Android. Core Truth is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA to 77977. You can also give via our app or online at corechurchla.org, as well as writing to P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034. 